You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician. And you're listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Big shout-out, as always, to all our sports byline affiliates around the country and the American Forces Radio Network, making Fantasy Freestyle truly a global show. Shout-out to the men and women doing their service, getting a little taste of home from Speeds, the Spittin' Statistician. I got my boy Donnie Burns with me on the ones and twos. So hot that we sweat steam. He's holding it down on the ones and twos, playing those dope beats. We dropping stats over beats here on the Fantasy Freestyle. If you want to get at me this hour, you can at 844-843-6879. We also got a couple of very interesting poll questions up. You can follow us at FNTSY Radio. You could always follow me at Spittin' Speeds. We got a lot of stuff to get into with my man Donnie Burns because uh, the basketball player are heating up. What a game one of the Western Conference Finals. Me and Donnie Burns are going to get into that. And we have a poll question up. Was the Zaza Pachulia play that injured uh, Kawhi Leonard, was that a dirty play? Your options are yes, no, or a third option that it was uh, dangerous, but not dirty. We're also going to get into a little bit of a Colin Kaepernick update in this show because now I'm hearing some rumblings that, you know, maybe there are a team or two that could be interested. You know, there's a very interesting time in the NFL offseason. Now that rookie mini camps have happened, and we're going to just have some organized team activities all the way through until training camp. Also, last week, I was talking a lot about this Kyle Turley series that I saw on Vice Sports. Um, and I want to get into that a little bit. Um, you know, we've been talking here on the Fantasy Freestyle about the pain management, the marijuana advocacy in the NFL, and, you know, a lot of news coming out recently when the uh, Players Association filed a grievance against uh, the NFL with the uh, treatment of prescription pills and painkillers and things of that nature. And also, as we put the fun and functional sports radio, big weekend for some of these NFL rookies. A lot, a wide range of experiences happens to them. We'll get into all that as we put the fun in functional sports radio. Come on back. We're going to get into it. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician. We're going to have a good old time here on a Monday at Rockin' Riley's. It's the fantasy freestyle here on the award winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're going to talk NBA playoffs with Donnie Burns, the love doctor. Come on back. There's a little red and meth bringing you back into the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network with my boy Donnie Burns on the ones and twos. So hot that we sweat steam. Giving you that meth man and that red man. Oh, man. When they got together for that movie, How High, that was an incredible movie. How they uh, they even renamed like the SATs. They, they, they did a research project where Ben Franklin had the first ever bong. It was very crazy. Um, big shout out to Meth Man and Red Man. But we are here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And I'm going to get into my starting lineup, speed spark starting lineup, news and notes from around Major League Baseball. We got to start with the New York Yankees, who have placed their closer, Aroldis Chapman, 
Why are all this violence um, on the DL with shoulder inflammation? And that is never a good sign. But the funny part is he was still throwing 101 miles an hour last week while he was complaining of shoulder kind of irritation or inflammation. He says he's had this before and that, you know, after his rest a few weeks that he was okay. I think that was back in 2012. So if, if as if you didn't know, you need to go right now and go see if Dylan Batances is owned in your league because right now he is unowned in 15 to 20 percent of leagues okay so if you're at the bar right now at happy hour like rock and riley's for example you and four of your boys you and four of your girls someone there is in a league where you could just get right now dylan batances and elite closer numbers for the next month maybe even longer so go on out and check that um the A's, I told you, activated Sean Manaya. He's coming back from a shoulder injury for their start tonight against Seattle. He's taking that spot. Remember that uh, Jarrell Cotton was in because they sent him down. A.J. Pollock left the game yesterday with a groin injury, and he has been sent to the 10-day DL. This is interesting to watch because Pollock has a history of groin issues. Remember, he heard it before earlier this year. He also missed most of the 2016 season with that gro- with a groin injury, so that is definitely something to keep an eye on. Also, as Drupal Cabrera confirmed that he does in fact, have torn ligaments in his thumb. The reason I bring this up, because I know Azdrubal Cabrera is not on a lot of your teams. I know you got to be in pretty much like a deep NL league for this to truly matter, but if you do remember last week, the Mets said that they did an MRI and that there was no tear in any ligaments in his Cabrera's hand. So it's just continued evidence of the Mets medical staff really janking it up. Um, also, remember, we've been talking about these hamstring injuries earlier in the Major League Baseball season. Hunter Pence Goes to the Giants for the DL with a hamstring injury. Carlos Gomez goes to the DL for the Rangers with a hamstring injury. So get, make sure you set those in your lineups for this week. Also, I gave you a lot of options over the weekend when we were here. First of all, again, big shout out to Miko Gattuso and Sam Sogar, uh, my man's old dog and Zippy from the All City Hour coming through on Friday. We had a good old time talking all things Derek Jeter, talking all things um, you know with the NBA playoffs as well. Um, so they came on and we talked, you know, we talked Jeter, but I also gave you, I also gave you, uh, my starters for the weekend and I did all right, man. I want to talk about that real quick. I had Dylan Bundy on Friday. He gave you eight strikeouts, got to a quality start, was the pitcher of record until Vidal Nuno blew it for him later on in that game against Kansas City. Remember, you can continue to fade that Kansas City offense. Nothing good is happening there. Uh, that Royals under that I had at the beginning of the season in the preseason looks pretty good at this point as well. On Saturday, I told you that, eh, you could have gone Stroman and you could have gone Cahill. And both of those guys pretty much had like minimum level and minimum quality quality starts, like six innings and three earned runs. I think they both gave that up. But you could have gone Chris Sale. And I told you if you wanted to just be safe, you could have gone Chris Sale. He went seven innings. He struck out 12. He has now gone, I think it's like six or seven games with 10 straight strikeouts. That guy might strike out 300 batters in this season, his first season in Boston. And then on Sunday, listen... Uh, I said, again, the Aces were the way to go. That was the Scherzer. I think the DeGrom as well. One thing I know is hopefully you did not go with Masahiro Tanaka because after all of the hubaloo of Derek Jeter, the captain, somebody else who now wears number two because of Derek Jeter, but only thing is it was on the Houston side of things uh, where Alex Berg- Bregman went off. Also, there were back-to-back homers to start off the game. So, uh, you know, Tanaka got shelled in that one. Moving on, though, today. It's all about today because you can continue to win that cash, right? Today, wow, 
it is slim pickings when you look at the pitchers today. Brandon on, on FanDuel, Brandon McCarthy and Dan Straley at 87 and 8600 are your most expensive options. So why pay up for them, okay? I'm going to tell you a little diamond in the rough that I like for tonight, okay? Luis Perdomo. Luis Perdomo is only 6600 in FanDuel. He's facing the Milwaukee Brewers at home. And this is a Brewers lineup that has no Ryan Braun, that I think has no Travis Shaw tonight. And Perdomo himself has had three straight quality starts, has struck out at least five and four of his last and four of his last five starts, has struck out seven in his last start. He's gonna get ground balls for you. Remember, they're in San Diego, and I think that for only sixty six hundred, especially with nothing fancy on the board tonight, I would Go down a little bit, and Luis Perdomo is the guy I like. If you want to spend a little bit more money, Jesse Chavez, I continue to fade the Chicago White Sox offense. And the fact, in this instance, that my man Chavez is facing Mike Pelfrey as his opponent. So, you know, I'm okay with fading Mike Pelfrey and the Chicago White Sox, okay? Um, here's one thing I do want to talk to you guys about though as we keep it moving here on the fantasy freestyle i've been telling you guys about all these different stats you know the launch angle the exit velocity even things like babip um interesting piece that i saw last week about looking at the pitcher side is the save stat outdated you know and i hear about you know like goose gossage you know, talking about how his that generation, these guys would pitch two and three innings, you know, guys like him and Raleigh Fingers and even Lee Smith into the 80s, you know, and now what is it really as valuable to have a guy come in, maybe get three outs in the ninth and may not even be against the meat of the order and they get that save and that save is really what it comes down to when guys are renegotiating their contracts. Remember Dylan Batances in the offseason and arbitration was dominant but didn't have that save category locked in and so was not being paid like an elite receiver. Well, I got an idea for that, and it's this this stat that I saw out of 538 called the goose egg. Okay, and the goose egg would be for any inning where you come in and don't allow a run. You know, and there's even, you know, a formula they have, like if you inherit runners and things of that nature. But if you come in in the seventh inning or later and the game is tied or, you know, you're up by less than three, like what would be the save situation? I think you should get this stat of goose egg. Think about the way Tito Francona used Andrew Miller in the playoffs last year. He brought him into the highest leverage situations. He brought him in when he really needed it, and Andrew Miller delivered. He didn't get many saves, but he was clearly the uh, integral piece of that Indians bullpen. And I like this concept, okay? And one of the reasons why I like this concept of the goose egg over the save is in one of the pictures that I saw this weekend. One of the pictures I saw this weekend watching the Yankees-Astros series is is Chris Davinsky. And this kid already has 43 strikeouts in 23 innings pitched, is not getting hurt or touched at all, not giving up runs, right? But he's pitching, you know, the sixth and the seventh inning. He's pitching the seventh or the eighth inning. He's pitching whenever A.J. Hinch needs him to get critical outs for the Houston Astros. And I think that is the move. And I think that... um you know, we've never seen a pitcher get something like 60, what, uh, what 538 calls goose eggs. But this kid could be um, 
this guy could be out there for you, okay? He is only he is only taken right now in like 50 or 60% of leagues. And if you need things like ERA, if you need things like whip, if you need things, I know some head-to-head leagues that have strikeout per nine innings or the 16.59 strikeout per nine, this could be a guy. But... I want to bring it around to my man, all rise for Aaron Judge. Even though this guy is just striking out two batters per nine innings. I saw him on Friday against Aaron Judge. And Aaron Judge, my man, worked a walk against him. That is just all the more testament to what Aaron Judge is also doing this season. And before we keep it moving and after the break, we're going to get into the cypher. We're going to start talking NBA playoffs. I want to say one thing because I got a bold prediction for this week as it relates to the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers pitcher staff. Remember, teams have been using this 10-day DL. I think the, Roger, the Dodgers are doing this and, in essence, using like a six- or seven-man rotation. Think about it. Today is Brandon McCarthy. Rich Hill comes off the DL tomorrow. You got Kurt. Kershaw, you got Ryu who's been on the DL, you got Cobb who's pitching well but has been on the DL, Maeda on the DL, maybe Maeda comes off the DL and all seven pitchers pitch for the Los Angeles Dodgers this week. Let's keep an eye on that as people go on and back off the DL. When we come back, NBA playoff talks with my people, it's your boy Dane Martinez, Spees the spitting statistician here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Sometimes I rhyme slow, sometimes I rhyme quick. I was on one, two, five, insane, Nick, waiting on a cab. Yo, it's your man, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician here on the Fantasy Freestyle. On the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network, we are back on a Monday here at Rockin' Riley's here in Midtown Manhattan, where the uh, garden is lonely these days. No Knicks playoffs. Rangers got bounced out, although the WNBA did get it started over the weekend. I know FanDuel is offering some uh, WNBA contests. And you may even hear some stuff out of my boy Benny Riccardi on WNBA DFS going forward. I know they were talking about it on that DFS lineup lock. I got my man the Night Owl with me producing the show. My big Temple Owl intern here this summer. We're so glad to have him here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. But before we get into the cipher, let me give you some news and notes from around the NFL. Uh, A lot of stuff coming out of the Seattle Seahawks camp today. Pete Carroll says the Seahawks are considering either Colin Kaepernick or R. RG3 in a backup role. First of all, was that not exactly what I said last week when I told you guys that I had potential landing spots for Fitzpatrick, for uh, for these guys, RG3 and Cap, and I even when Jay Cutler was still on the market, and I said that with Trayvon Boyking having the uh, legal issues that he's had in the offseason, and with the kind of similarities of being able to have that mobile quarterback, I said that Seattle could be a place for both Kaepernick and RG3. We're going to get into that a little bit later on because I got a poll question about Colin Kaepernick. Also, though, Eddie Lacy, he had to weigh in. Remember, he gets a a bonus. He gets a performance bonus. I don't know if performance is the right word, per se, but he gets $55,000 if he was under 255 pounds at today's weigh-in. It's like the biggest loser. It's like a reality TV show. He weighed in at 253 pounds, so he gets 55,000 more dollars. If he's under 250 by the start of training camp in July, he gets another. It triggers another bonus. And if he's um, under 245, 
during the season, he gets even more bonuses. We're hearing noise also, though, about some rookies who are going to have to, quote-unquote, earn their spots. I think they're going to wind up starting anyway. We hear Jacksonville, Doug Marone, head coach, is saying uh, Leonard Fournette has to, quote-unquote, earn his spot. Guess what? He's going to. You could have him as an RB2 with confidence. And so we're hearing about Mike Williams out there now in the Los Angeles Chargers that he might have to compete with a role with uh, Travis Benjamin. I'm going to tell you, though, Keenan Allen is not to be trusted as your number one wide receiver. And, you know, Terrell Williams is nice, and he'll be there as a two. But Mike Williams is going to get some time. You could also draft him pretty high in some kind of dynasty league if you uh, if you wanted to, moving on with that Mike Williams, that Clemson wide receiver. And also, these are some rookies that got to earn their spot. There are some veteran quarterbacks that we're hearing news that uh, do not have their spot just solidified as of yet. New Buffalo GM Brendan Bean has said... With, when it goes to Tyrod Taylor, he is going to still turn over every stone looking for that franchise quarterback. Remember, they also drafted a kid that I was high on out of Pittsburgh, Peterman. So they are still clearly not enamored with Tyrod Taylor. Remember, there was a big question on if they were going to re-sign him or not in this offseason. Also, the same could be said down in Jacksonville, okay? Head coach Doug Marone says that Blake Bortles, quote-unquote, looks much better. But then again, I mean, as compared to what, right? Blake Bortles completely regressed. Bortles service gave it up to people last year. And now the Jaguars, don't get it twisted, they are building, you know, they went hard in defensive free agency, getting A.J. Bouye, getting Calais Campbell and others. Okay, they have all the weapons they need. They drafted who could be a feature back for them. It's really do or die for Blake Bortles and the quarterback spot this year for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Let's keep it moving here in the cipher on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network here in the Fantasy Freestyle with your boy Speeds, the Spence Statistician. I want to get into the NBA playoffs. Boy, did we have a playoff run as I bring in the night owl with me as well. First of all, on Friday night, yo, John Wall Oof, showing some onions at the last second, hitting the game-winning three after the Celtics went in there wearing all black as though it were going to be the funeral for them. Game 7 is their reward up in Boston. That is going to be getting started in about 30 minutes as we come down towards the bottom of the hour here on the Fantasy Freestyle. So that was great and all, right? And we're going to talk about Game 7 in a hot second. But yesterday, the Western Conference Finals, the Golden State Warriors, who were down by 20 at halftime, down by as much as 25, who now have their, you know, their spinal fluid coach, Steve Kerr, back, you know, offering words of encouragement at halftime and understanding the rotations. We have Chef Curry scoring 40, and then we have obviously a controversial play. You know, I got to bring in my boy JP here now. Um, what do you think about game one? Uh, would this Does this, like, take the soul of the San Antonio Spurs because they saw what they could do, but now know that Kawhi is going to be banged up and probably won't be in, in uh, game two? Yeah, I'd say the most telling thing about that is hearing um, Coach Popovich, is, um, he had a press conference this morning where he just kind of went off. And oh, he, yeah. Yeah, and he was just like, you know what, like taking Kawhi out, out of the game on that dirty play, like that's, that's not okay and that's not okay for our team. So that's very telling for me at where the Spurs are. And what do you think about, uh, one question I have about the Warriors is like, it, it, it looked like yesterday that in this matchup, it needs to be Steph Curry that is really the engine here, if you will, of the offense, which is, you know, we haven't really seen Curry get going to what looked like the crazy levels that we saw about a year or two 
ago. Do you see him maybe taking a bigger uh, a bigger step in this series if you know it was going to be Kawhi guarding Kevin Durant? Do you see Do you see Steph uh, having his star shine bright here? Yeah, I mean for sure. In the first half, you saw him not really shoot as much, and they went down a lot. And you see in the second half, regardless of Kawhi's in- injury, he comes out and he starts ball and he starts hitting threes left and right. And they came back real quick that way. So, I mean, if that's the way it's got to be done, he knows it and he's going to get it done. For sure, for sure. And, you know, you brought up the idea of how Greg Popovich went absolutely off on Zaza, calling it, I think, an unnatural closeout, alerting, I mean, not alerting, but reminding everybody that Zaza has done this before. And so that's why we also, we had this up as a poll question here on that FNTSY radio Twitter poll and also at Spit and Speeds. Was the Zaza Pachulia play that hurt Kawhi Leonard a dirty play right now? And I got to tell you, Donnie Burns, you know about this. We put this up just a little while ago. We already have over 300 votes on this poll question. So a lot of people want to get into this conversation. And right now, 61% of you say yes. It was, in fact, a dirty play. Only 18% of you are saying no, it was not. And I'm actually of the... um, I'm of the mindset of the 21% of people who say it is a dangerous play, but not a dirty play. If you're going to say it's a dirty play, you have to then go into the mind of Zaza Pachulia and say that the intent was there for him to actually do that. Now, if he does, on the one hand, that's grimy, and we've heard guys like Jalen Rose and Bruce Bowen talk about that before. But if he does, he has the potential to be the uh, MVP of the Western Conference Finals. What do you think, guys down there? Yes, yeah, so here's my thing with the Zaza play. Um, you're right. You can't really tell what a man's intent is. But he has done but it before. I can, I can have an opinion on what his intent is. And sure. when Zaza, you know, he was on the Mavericks. I don't know if it was last year or the year before that. Uh, not last year, but um, he had elbowed Patty Mills in, the, in like, the temple on, in what looked to be on purpose. And in the same game, also arm-locked Kawhi. So if you're asking me, did he do it on purpose? I think he did. He also had that little thing with Russell Westbrook this year. So in my mind, he's a dirty player. His intent was to hurt. Also, as a basketball player, that's not how you close out someone, especially on the sidelines. So it was, and this is, you know, this is Donnie Burns, the love doctor, basketball correspondent, and AAU coach extraordinaire. So you would say, in fact, that it was an unnatural closeout. Correct. Especially on the sidelines because that plays big because you can't close someone out. You need to give him room to land like that's – an actual thing in basketball. So, in my opinion, that was dirty. All right, for sure. And, yo, I will say this, though. Close it or not, can, can, we, can we in NBA arenas maybe push the first row of seats back a little bit? Because, remember, the first time he, he uh, you know, turned that ankle, it was on his own player, on the bench. And why are they so uptight like that on the actual floor? I think we, everybody, they need to pull them back. You know, if it's not the, the players themselves, look at these cameramen that are right up against, right underneath the bucket and all that. Like, they need to, I think, back up a little bit because, you know, that first time when he rolled his ankle, it certainly was not any kind of problem. Donnie Burns, real quick, though, we do have Game 7 in Boston tonight. I got to get you on the record because, remember, we're going to have my boys coming in uh, tomorrow to talk NBA playoffs. And we were 
opposite them, right? Both of us had the had the Celtics and they had the Wizards, I believe, overall. Yes. So as we go into Game 7, I'm going to stick to that, but I got to tell you guys, if you look at it right now, in tonight's game, the Celtics are five-point favorites. I'm telling you right now, I do not think this is going to be any kind of a blowout game. I think this is going to be nip and tuck with Isaiah Thomas and John Wall going at it at the absolute end. So a five-point spread is too much for me in this game. Give me the Washington Wizards plus five points in this game. The over-under on this game is 211. So is it going to be a 106-105 kind of game? I don't know about that. I think it could be a little bit lower scoring. But I like Washington plus five points, and I like the under on tonight's game. But um, the last thing I want to get into here before we go to break here in the cypher is, um, as I mentioned to you, the Seahawks and Pete Carroll say that they're considering RG3 and Colin Kaepernick as backup options to Russell Wilson. And I'm telling you right now, you know, Harry Edwards, who is uh, Kaepernick's advisor, last week came out and said that three teams have asked, you know, if he's interested in playing, if he wants to play, if he's in shape, all that stuff. Now listen, okay, we know what happened with the kneeling and all that, but at this point, it's completely obvious that there is something going on. When Blaine Gabbert, who was on the same team and has a one fewer yard per attempt, had 11 fewer touchdowns, had two more interceptions, had a lower uh, completion percentage last year than Colin Kaepernick. It is obvious that there is something going on. Okay, so we have another poll question up on that. What is it that's going on? Is it collusion by the owners? Is it that his QB skill set has eroded? Is it that teams are just afraid of the PR backlash that might come back if a team does in fact sign Colin Kaepernick? Or is it that Kaepernick has to accept that he's going to take some less money or he's going to have to accept to take a backup job. We're going to talk about that when we come back here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician. We'll get into that poll, and then we'll also, you know, put the fun in functional sports radio. A lot of stuff going on in the rookies. We're going to get out of here, all right? Come on back right after this. Ooh, ooh! We are back here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Of course, big shout out to our sports byline affiliates around the country and the American Forces Radio Network around the world. Servicemen and women getting a little taste of home from Speeds the Spitting Statistician as we help them win their leagues and win that cash. Another way you could always do this, if you're not listening live, just go ahead and get the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app this way. You could get everybody, all of the shows on this fine network. That was voted Rookie of the Year, by the way. So whether it's, you know, it could be Jake Seeley, it could be Greg Sussman, it could be Tony Sincata, it could be my man Frank Stanfull, it could be so many people. Okay, Mikey Florio, those guys from Fantasy Best Friends Forever, it could be the King Scott Angle, and for free, you will be getting that fantasy advice. And we're also helping you out through rotoexperts.com, okay? Because the rotoexperts.com exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package it's your ultimate bench coach for the 2017 season stay ahead of the pack with our in-depth statistical breakdowns trend analysis and player insights become a waiver wizard and learn to scan the numbers like a roto scientist we help you set the ideal lineups every week and this season you get a built-in fantasy training staff with our new injury advisor powered by insideinjuries.com get the rotoexperts.com exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package now and start soaring to the top of the standings and if you enter promo code free radio at checkout, you get a special discount. Okay, 
on the Fantasy Freestyle, we were talking about Colin Kaepernick real quick and about how, you know, I actually think it's a good look for everybody involved if he ultimately does sign with a team probably in a backup role. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. If he actually doesn't sign with a team at all, then you are in essence proving this narrative that there was actually collusion against him, that there was some kind of blackballing going on because of his stance that he took with the anthem. And no one wants that to actually be true. In fact, right now, only 14% of you think that that is actually the case, that there actually is collusion by the owners to keep Kaepernick out of the league altogether. And I don't think that's necessarily true. However, what has to happen for everybody is A, for Kaepernick to admit that there is no starting quarterback market out there for him right now, despite the situations, you know, with teams like the Jets or, you know, with teams like the Browns, you know, or with teams like the Texans or even with teams like the the 49ers where he used to play. You know, I think he needs to, on his side, accept that his skills have eroded and he's not seen as a starting quarterback in the NFL anymore. Right. And he needs to understand that that takes a different size contract. Look at what Adrian Peterson signed for. Look what Jamal Charles wind up signing for. Okay, you know, you had to kind of eat a little bit of humble pie if the market is not out there. Okay, but on the flip side, I think teams need to not fear this backlash, this PR backlash. You know, when we have these alternative facts out there. But right now, 35 percent of you think that fear of the backlash is the biggest obstacle right now to Colin Kaepernick signing with an NFL team. I think teams need to, you know, take a take a gamble on him and not have that social stance factor in. But Colin has to also understand that he's probably a backup right now and he needs to sign for a backup, but then his skills right now are backup level. So we'll see what people say on this poll, but thank you to the uh, over hundreds of people that are voting on that and over the 300 people voting on that Zaza Pachulia play. We'll check in on that a little bit later on in the show, but... As you guys know here, and I got my man, the Night Owl, down there. I got the Love Doctor down there as well. We put the fun in functional sports radio, and there was a lot of stuff going on with um, NFL rookies and, unfortunately, and robberies this weekend. So I'm going to lay out a couple of things that happened to NFL rookies and some others this week that involved, uh, you know, them getting robbed, them getting jacked. And I want to get your take on this, all right, there, guys down there. I got my Night Owl. I got the Don. I got... Yeah, I got the night owl down there. Um, first of all, I don't know if you saw this, but on draft day, Mitchell, don't call me Mitch Trubinsky, he, uh, when he got his call from the Chicago Bears, they were talking about like that car he was driving. He was driving a 1997 Toyota Camry that apparently was his grandmother's, okay? And uh, Coach John Fox told him that he better drive up to rookie mini camp in that 97 Toyota and not make it look like, you know, he was big timing all of a sudden because he was the number two pick overall. And so he did. There was some Instagram posts of uh, Mitchell Trubinsky rolling up in the 97 Toyota, you know, trying to keep it humble. So I thought I was like, okay, that's pretty normal. That's pretty normal behavior, you know, making fun of the rookie for his old car. Okay, no problem. You know what also happened in Chicago Bears young player car news? this weekend wide receiver kevin white remember he was uh, i believe the seventh overall pick last or two years ago but missed the entire season uh, wide out out of west virginia he um 
His car got robbed. His Maserati got jacked. His girlfriend was driving the Maserati. And apparently in Chicago, in the neighborhood of Westtown, apparently there's been a rash of uh, carjackings. Okay? And uh, there is so much a style of carjacking called... called uh, the the bump and run, interestingly enough, because you know Kevin White's going to be facing bump and run coverage at, from time to time. The bump and run is when someone you know comes up and taps your car, like a little, little fender bender, and then when you get out of your car to kind of inspect the damage, someone rolls behind you, gets into your driver's seat, and boom, drives the car away. And apparently, Kevin White's girlfriend was a victim of this action with Kevin White's Maserati. Now I got to tell you, if you're driving around in a Maserati. Your car might get jacked a little bit more than if you're driving around in a 1997 Toyota Camry, okay? So, listen, I'm glad that, um, you know, Kevin White's girl is okay, everybody is okay, but uh, Kevin White's car got jacked. And Kevin White is not the only person. Rookie Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Pat Mahomes. Remember, they liked this kid. They went, moved up in the draft, trading from number 27, I believe, all the way up to number 10 overall to get Patty Mahomes. Well, back home in Smith County, Texas, Pat Mahomes was robbed at gunpoint over the weekend can't go back home when people think you big time okay i don't know if it was an incidental thing or if people knew that he was you know patty mahomes who just got rich but he got robbed at gunpoint at home over the weekend so we got kevin white getting jacked for his car we got patty mahomes getting robbed at gunpoint and we also have someone else who got robbed remember all week I was talking about the fight game. I was talking about my man Saul Canelo Alvarez and how he completely outclassed and outworked and outwitted, in fact, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Well, what if I told you that Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. then had his $3 million check for the fight robbed by some girls out of his hotel room in Las Vegas? Because that's what happened. And there was Instagram video, basically, of the party that led to the thievery in question. Here's another funny part about this. Julio Cesar Chavez's wife was chilling with them, and then she, the wife left. And these three girls continued to chill with Julio Cesar Chavez and his boys at the hotel hotel room playing music dancing around if you go check it out on uh, on social media you can but here's a warning it is not safe for work what some of the women were doing partying there um but then you know all the guys wake up or chilling later on and they realize after the girls leave that a forty thousand dollar watch had also left the room and also oh the three million dollar check that uh julio cesar chavez jr had also got from fighting canelo alvarez was also missing in action so i asked you guys i got the night owl my intern down there for the summer what's the worst situation patty mahomes getting robbed at gunpoint kevin white's girl getting the maserati jacked but this bump and run strategy or julio cesar chavez getting robbed in his hotel room by uh what can only be described as groupies who continue to chill in the room after his wife left the party. What say you, Night Owl? I got to go with the last one there. I mean, there's just so much. A $3 million check. Yeah, $3 million check. I mean, just... I mean, your wife leaves the room. You're chilling with other girls. I mean, there's just... So it was real shady. It yeah. was real shady. I, I saw the video on Instagram. I don't know if you guys could pull it up, but um, you guys should definitely check this out. I, uh... 
It was not the gif that I had in my timeline about the fight that you want to see. This Instagram video was up. It has since, I think, been pulled down. But try and check it out if you can. I agree with you. You can't lose your $3 million check. And here's the thing. Why are you, like, partying with groupies after you got outclassed with your wife? And then what? Your wife bounces? Tell me you're not that kind of guy, Night Owl. No, I mean, I hope not. That is not a situation I ever want to find myself in in my lifetime. Fair enough. Fair enough, yo. That's how we do it here on the Fantasy Freestyle. I told you, we got the Night Owl in here all summer long. He's going to be joining us on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. He's doing big things here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We had him here last summer. He's going to be back helping us out this summer. We're really glad to have the Night Owl, my man uh, JP, again here this summer. Let's keep it moving, though, as we put the fun in functional sports radio. The Next thing I want to talk about real quick here, and tomorrow I'm excited. I'm going to have my boys coming on again. Remember we were talking about the NBA playoffs a couple weeks ago. I had my man. I was talking about Jason DeJesus, my man Hove, because, uh, you know, coming up next on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the Fantasy First Look, and they have... You know, Frank Stanfill, Mike Florio, and Joe Galina, the fantasy Jesus. My man was Hove, Jason the Jesus, and Double K, Kenton Kirby coming on. And we were also going to be breaking down a little bit because there's the draft lottery tomorrow. And so that brings me to, of course, Lonzo Ball. I thought it was interesting that last week, none other than Magic Johnson came out and said that, listen, I know LeVar Ball is talking crazy. I know LeVar Ball has a lot of stuff you know, on his mind, shall we say. But he said, he came out and said that LeVar Ball will not have an impact at all on if Lonzo Ball gets drafted by them, them being the Lakers in this one, okay? Um, so with the draft lottery coming out, the Lakers are likely, the way the percentages work out, he is likely to be the number two the Lakers are likely to be number two. And Lonzo is the number two overall prospect. So I'm actually right now, I'm calling, I really hope that this does not become the case. I hope that the Lakers do not have an opportunity to draft him because I hope that, you know, I hope Lonzo basically goes somewhere that's like a real small market. I need, I, like, I want the Milwaukee Bucks to draft him or something like that. I want him to go to a place where, you know, it's going to be a blue collar thing. He's going to have to just earn it. He won't be in this limelight. Here's the thing. And let me see if you could agree with this, uh, if it's uh, the Night Owl down there or my man, the Love Doctor. If Lonzo Ball goes for 13 points and 6 assists next year, that would be really good for him as a rookie. But if he's in L.A. with that spotlight and his dad talking, it's going to feel and seem like he's not. I want him to go somewhere where he can actually grow as a talent. What do you guys think? I have to agree with you. I don't want him anywhere near the Lakers. No one wants that. No one wants to hear any more of LeVar Ball than they already have to hear or forced to hear. Anyways. Oh, we're going to hear him, though. That, we're going to hear him. That's a shame. I mean, if he's in one of, those, one of those smaller towns, one of those smaller markets, that would definitely be best for him and everyone else. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. we will see. The draft order will be set tomorrow. I think it's a little bit after we're on air, but we're going to be breaking it down into a fine pulp and doing big things with that pulp tomorrow on the Fantasy Freestyle. Also, check this out. Remember I mentioned last week? week that the game was like riding with Alonzo Ball shoes and not Michael Jordan. Well, LZ Granderson of ESPN fired back and actually told uh, the game that he needs to really do his research because, yes, in fact, L, um, in fact, Michael Jordan does do a ton for, uh, you know, the under the underserved black community, despite just the brand that he has in his shoes. All right. Here's what we're going to do. We're about to take a we're about to take a break. And then when we come back, we're going to, you know, check in on the scores 
numbers. We're going to check in on the poll questions that we have. We have that one up about is that Zaza Pachulia play dirty? Over 300 people voting on that. Big shout out to you guys, especially also the Sports Byline affiliates and the American Forces Radio Network. Maybe it's servicemen and women out there out there in Kandahar that want to take their, their take on this Kawhi Leonard play. I'll tell you what's going on on those polls and on the scores around Major League Baseball as we come back to wrap up another episode of the Fantasy Freestyle here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spittin' Statistician. Back at it right now here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Listen, we got two important poll questions that I want to check in right right now on. We asked, was the Zaza Pachulia play that her Kawhi Leonard dirty? 60% of you say yes. Donnie Burns agrees with you, saying it is an unnatural closeout. Only 19% of you say no. 21% of you guys agree with me. I say it was dangerous, but not dirty. We are not in Zaza's head, even though he has done it before. Who am I? Who am I to say? Okay, we also asked, what is the biggest obstacle to Colin Kaepernick signing a deal with an NFL team right now? Remember, Pete Carroll has come out and said that he is considering Kaepernick and RG3 for their backup job to Russell Wilson with Trayvon Boykin, you know, in uh, some legal issues. Right now, 36% of you say the fear of the backlash. 33% of you say his QB skill set. And uh, 14% say there's actually collusion by the owners. Coming up next here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network are my men, Mikey Florio, Frankie Stanfield, and the Fantasy Jesus, Joe Galena. I know Frankie and Mike were talking about Alex Wood recently, and I came out and had a, I had a bold prediction for, uh, for everybody, for all the listeners here, Frankie. I said that I think the Dodgers are mastering this 10-day DL and are, in essence, they are are, in essence, rolling with a six or potentially seven-man rotation. This week, the Dodgers have seven games. I would not be surprised if McCarthy, Hill, Kershaw, Ryu, Urias, Cobb, and then Maeda on Sunday, if we see seven different starting pitchers for the Dodgers this week. When I come back next Monday, hold me to that. I know I see the fantasy Jesus nodding at me, so we shall see if that becomes the case, but that's me calling my shot right now. I really hope you didn't not pitch Carrasco or Archer today because the Indians are up 7-5 in the fourth inning. No score in Miami and the Astros and Marlins and the Braves all over the Blue Jays real quick. 3-1 that in the third inning. Come on back tomorrow. Like I said, we will know if Isaiah Thomas or John Wall is advancing to be the sacrificial lamb against the Cleveland Cavaliers in the Eastern Conference Finals. We're going to be talking about all that in tomorrow's episode of the Fantasy Freestyle. So come on back. I'm your boy Dane Martinez as Speeds, the spitting statistician on the Fantasy Freestyle here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Oh!